Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. You may be seated. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the very first Easter, in fact, St. Thomas missed church. The other disciples, the ones who were left, gathered together. Even though they were afraid of the Jews who had just arrested, beaten, and crucified their Lord. They were afraid, but they met for church all the same. St. Thomas skipped. He missed the service that very first Easter. We don't know why St. Thomas skipped church. The reason isn't important enough for St. John to write it down in today's gospel lesson. But he missed. The Bible says Thomas was not with them. And when we read this particular gospel lesson, we just go right over those words. I mean, it's not really a big deal, is it? After all, we'd rather focus on the doubts of Thomas. After all, we've missed church too. At least once or twice, haven't we? We stopped coming for a time preferred to be at home, just like Thomas. We've done it so often, in fact, it's not really a big deal for us. We tell ourselves it's okay to miss the divine service occasionally. So St. Thomas missed church on that very first Easter. But did you see what else happened? Because Thomas missed church, Thomas also missed Jesus. After all, it wasn't just the 10 other disciples who showed up. Jesus came to church. Jesus showed up with forgiveness for all who were there. Jesus showed up preaching his precious gospel. Peace be with you. Jesus showed up and showed them his wounds in his hands and in his side and in his feet. Places where blood had poured out of his body on behalf of all who were gathered. Jesus showed up and preached two sermons, both with the same content. Peace be with you. Peace won by suffering and death. Peace won on the cross. Peace now before God and peace now before one another. A peace that surpasses all understanding. That's what Jesus handed out at church that very first Easter divine service. 
Jesus gave the church all that it needed to have faith, to believe, to go from dead, dry bones to living Christians. Jesus gave them the pure spiritual milk of the word. Jesus made those who showed up blessed children of God. And St. Thomas missed it. St. Thomas skipped out, wasn't there. He separated himself from the word of Jesus, from the gifts of Jesus, from the fellowship of the church. Was it because Thomas was afraid that he didn't show up? Maybe. Maybe his kids had soccer or baseball or football. Maybe he wanted to go shopping. Maybe he stayed up too late the night before and was still a little bit woozy, if you know what I mean. Maybe St. Thomas, like all the other pastors since that time, was just taking a few days off after a busy Easter season. Why didn't Thomas show up? We just don't know. The other disciples, the one who gathered, well, they were afraid. The text tells us so. They were aware what might happen if the authorities caught them gathering together. They were aware that their lives might even be at risk because they were gathering as a church. They were aware that it was a dangerous situation but they got together all the same. And God blessed their gathering with his very resurrected, forgiving, gracious appearance. And the risen Lord Jesus even gave them a task to do, to go out and preach the forgiveness of sins to all the world. Jesus said it this way, as the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And then Jesus breathed on them, just like from our Old Testament lesson, and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness, it is withheld. That's confession and absolution. That's the word of God at work. That's the way the wounds of Jesus have been distributed to millions of Christians. When God is giving his gifts, we call it divine service. That's what it was. And Thomas 
poor old Thomas skipped. Afterward, St. John tells us that the ten disciples missed the presence of Thomas. They were sad that their fellow Christian wasn't there. And so they sought him out to talk to him, to invite him. They told him about their service. They told him about the sermon that Jesus preached. They told him about the confession and absolution. They told him about God's forgiveness, that they had received it free and clear by the word, by Jesus giving it, by the truly present Jesus. They said, we have seen the Lord. But Thomas, having separated himself from God's word for a time, doesn't believe, refuses to believe. You see, even though he'd only missed one divine service, it was already hurting his faith, killing his faith, causing him problems. The ten tried to tell him how much good stuff God had given them at church. And Thomas refuses to believe, saying, Unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails and place my finger into the mark of the nails and place my hand into his side, I will never Believe. The text picks up again eight days later, a week after Easter, today. And somehow, Thomas was there. We don't know what the ten said or what happened to repent Thomas, to bring him back to church. But he was repented. God's word always does its work. I'm sure that Thomas had felt guilty. I'm sure that when Thomas continued his conversation with the ten, he might have even been angry at them. Who do you think you are judging me for not coming to church? Perhaps Thomas only came to make them happy, to get them off his back so that they could leave him alone. But they kept inviting anyways. In the same way that St. John's Gospel describes evangelism, we have found the Messiah, come and see. We have seen the Lord, come and see. This word had been spoken to Thomas's ears. And so there Thomas is, back at church. And do you see what happens in the second divine service that today's gospel lesson mentions? Jesus 
shows up then also. In fact, Jesus shows up at every single divine service. At the one in our text, Jesus shows up and talks directly to Thomas, as well as to all the others gathered. He preaches a similar sermon to the week before, peace be with you. How do you get that peace? Jesus shows them. See my hands and my feet. See the hole in my side. These wounds have won peace for you from God. They have forgiven your sins. And St. Thomas now receives this word from God. This word from Jesus. This word made flesh. This word that is resurrected. Thomas is forgiven. And having heard the word of Jesus in church, he confesses, my Lord and my God. Our gospel lesson ends by telling us why all this Thomas business is written down. Why did St. John write this book? Why are the scriptures there? These things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you might have life in his name. John writes down God's word because he knows the word brings you faith. God writes down his word so that you might be saved. That you might confess, just like Thomas, just like the ten, just like all Christians from all times and places, that Jesus is your Lord and God. Dear Christian, do you see how very important the divine service is? Do you see how very important it is to hear God's word, to be here in God's house, receiving God's gifts directly given to you freely? Do you understand why it is that you come here week in and week out, even if it's dangerous, even if your life is busy, even if you're afraid, even if it's a struggle, even if you feel undeserving. Why is it important to be here? Because Jesus shows up here. He does so in his word breathing out faith upon you, making your dead, dry bones alive. 
Jesus shows up here in with and under bread and wine, being physically present. Jesus shows up here and through the preaching of the pastor points you directly to the wounds in his hands and his feet and in his side, declaring to you by the work of the Holy Spirit, which is breathed out on you, that your sins are truly forgiven. Pastor Poppy began the service by saying so. Jesus shows up here to declare to you that your life is safe with him, even if it looks like it's coming to its end. Jesus shows up here to tell you that he is raised from the dead and that in faith in him, one day you too will rise from the dead. And if Jesus is preaching this message of resurrection, that's good news. He's the kind of guy who knows what he's talking about since he already has died and risen. Jesus shows up here in the divine service and distributes his gifts to you. Now, in case you haven't already felt uncomfortable, here's the uncomfortable bit. Have you been in God's house every week? It was possible. Have you heard God's word regularly? Or have you, like St. Thomas, separated yourself from the church? Have you missed out for fear of death? Because of love, of some other thing in this world, soccer, baseball, sleeping, partying, drinking. Have you been in church? Or have you missed out? For family breakfast, for anger at the person, the pastor, who preaches. Have you been in church? Or have you decided that the pews are too uncomfortable? There's not a coffee machine in the back of the sanctuary. You prefer a different style. If you've been in church, every opportunity 
have you missed out? Even just once in your life, unnecessarily. I can speak for myself. I've skipped church. I've missed church. And I imagine that you have also. Just like Thomas, that first Easter. We've seen that a lot lately, too, haven't we? Many of the members of our congregation missing unnecessarily for one reason or another. I mentioned several weeks ago that we have 800 members plus on our church roster, but just a little over 200 who come every week. Missing church is sin. Damnable sin. Sin that hurts your faith. Just as it did Thomas's faith. It's hard to hear. And you might be tempted to Try and self-justify that reality away. To dress down the pastor for mentioning that you've missed church. To feel ashamed, guilty, singled out. And to say, that's not why we come to church. We don't like to be made aware that we have sinned. We just like to feel good about ourselves. But God's word is still clear. It's good to hear God's word. It's sin not to. God even made a commandment, the third commandment. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Don't despise God's word and preaching, but gladly hear it. Hold it sacred. Learn it. It's sin when we don't. You've sinned. I've sinned. Now what? We know we're guilty. How do we fix the problem now that our sin has been revealed? Do we switch churches to one that's a little more gentle with the law? Do we never speak to the pastor again? Do we withhold our offerings so that the pastors feel it? Do we call up the district president and complain? Tell him to get down here and remove this preacher. Do we encourage practical sermons on other topics and threaten to leave 
if our sin keeps getting pointed out. Or do we, like Thomas, let God's word repent us? Do you realize that it's primarily God who wants you here in divine service? Do you know that God wants to forgive you, to feed your faith, to pour out his word upon you, to wash away your sins, to speak in absolution so that you don't have to carry your sin any longer? Do you come here to church to think about little old Adam Moline or to focus on the wounds of Jesus? Do you come here to let those wounds forgive your sins, cover your guilt and shame and sorrow because that's what God wants to give you here. He wants to pour out his word so that by hearing you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. God wants to give you his word so that you might have life in the name of Jesus. God wants your attention 100% on Christ, crucified and risen for your sin. He wants to feed you with his body and blood. He wants you to be saved. The wounds of Jesus are for you and for your sin. The body and blood of Jesus are for you and for your sin. His word is for you. His absolution is for you. He gives you these things generously, greatly, freely, right here in the divine service. He shows up here for you to forgive you your sin, to lavish his grace upon you, to give you his gifts to call you brother, sister, to bring you into his family. He shows up here and delivers salvation to you. Dear Christian, be repented. Let Jesus breathe out his word upon you to make you alive, to create faith. Let that faith guide you here to God's house time and time again. Let that faith look forward to seeing Jesus who is here for you. Let that word come out of your own mouth to 
talk to those fellow Good Shepherd members who have missed divine service lately. Invite them to come and see Jesus, to come and receive Jesus, to rejoice in receiving Jesus, to hear the word of Jesus. Believe in Jesus so that you may have life in the name of Jesus who shows up here for you. For Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen.